From frustration in ministry to freedom in the gospel, we'll hear one person's grace-filled journey through all of it on today's episode of Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, your host for the Here at Home podcast. And joining me on today's episode is, from roll please, Omar Edwards. It's good to be here. Glad to have you, Omar. Uh, I know you have been on a lot of different podcasts, or a lot of uh, one particular podcast here. I think you've been on Talk Truth several times, correct? That is that is correct. Yes. We did a two, three times, I think. Yeah. Uh, but this is the first time on the Here at Home podcast, right? So welcome to the Here at Home podcast community. And our listeners, I know, are going to uh, enjoy getting to know you and hearing a little bit about your story today. So with that in mind, let's get started and tell us uh, a little bit about Omar. Let's start with your family. So I am um, married to my lovely wife, Michelle. Um, we have uh, two boys, uh, Anthony and James. James is 11, he'll be 12 in a month, and Anthony will be uh, nine. Um, and we have a little mini schnauzer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how we got that, because I never wanted a dog in the house. But, um, but yeah, we, were, we had the privilege, we had the opportunity, excuse me, to get, um, to get a mini schnauzer, and so now we have uh, a dog another member of the household <laughs> yes what's the uh, schnauzer's name oh charleston chew charleston chew yeah. is that one of like a favorite candy of uh no buddies I, I don't it was my wife's uh, idea huh. um and then the, the chew was because of the candy she we, okay. we to name it charleston we wanted like a clever last name but, okay yeah but it fits because that's, that's what he, that's what he does Chews up stuff. <laughs> and yesterday he started for the first time, and he's we've had him since October. For the first time, he started like chewing on books. Uh oh, so that's a problem. Yeah, you got to put your foot down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can chew all the shoes he wants, but mess with my books, <laughs> man, that's bad. Uh, all right, so where are you from originally? So uh, we we are from New York City, from uh, the Bronx uh, in New York. We spent, I mean, I spent my whole life there. Um, so you were there until you moved down here. Um, in with, that area, right? Yeah, with the exception of two years. Okay. Um, so I, I spent in uh, 1998 to 2000, I was in California. I, um, we, we were part of a team that, that we planted three or four churches in, in LA and in San Diego. Right. So, but yeah, but pretty much um, my whole life the, in the Bronx. And then the final, um, the final two years, we moved over to Brooklyn to be closer to the church that we were, you know, that we were serving in. And so, and then after that, we, you know, we came down here. Right, right. And we'll get back to, you know, a little bit about that, about what got you down here and all that in just a minute. Uh, tell us, uh, you've been here at McGregor how long now? It's January 2018. So that's what, five and change. Five, five years and a yeah. few months, yeah. And within those five years, you've gotten pretty plugged in, pretty involved. Tell us a little bit about some of the roles that you have, uh, you've had here. Well, I guess the first, uh, I, I, I taught a few classes, um, as a, as a, uh, substitute life group. And then, um, Al Green, he, he had invited me to, to, to teach in his life group because I know they needed, they needed someone there. And so, uh, that was in October of 2018. And so I, I taught probably about six or seven classes in a row. Um, and then on my birthday, 2018, on my birthday, December 2nd, it was a Sunday. 
that's when they, you know, they, they, they accepted me as their, uh, life group leader. They prayed for me and, and that, so I've been doing that since, uh, you know, since October and officially since December of 2018. And then, um, I also, um, so I'm a deacon as well. <laughs> I'm a deacon from uh, McGregor that, that, yep. that, that started last year. Um, that's been a blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, an opportunity to serve, you know, and, uh, absolutely. Um, to understand the needs of the, of the body better, mm -hmm. um, you, you know, it's, it's service with purpose, I guess. Right. Not just blanket, you know, I'm here, let me do something, but right. let me kind of targeted service. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, and so I, I also currently, um, I serve, I lead chapel services every Sunday, uh, in the late afternoon at Amavita. It's a, uh, a retirement, like a, a, a ret retirement, um, home, and they have different sections. So I actually do the chapel in the memory care area. So it's uh, folks who are pretty much homebound, you know, they're, right. they're, they're, they're locked in. And so uh, shut in, I think is a term. And so they don't get to go out. They don't get to go to church. So we bring, we bring, you know, we, we, we go there, we give a 30 minute service and actually they've started, they started leading their own services as far as worship is just great. Yeah. Um, so I get to do, I get to do that. That's just, that's just a blessing. Yeah. So, yeah. That's really neat. Uh, to, to have that kind of ministry opportunity and to, and then to step up and say, yeah, I'll be glad to take that on uh, and then to be blessed by it. Oh, it, it is a blessing to see them because it, you, you could see the joy in them. And if you, you know, when I have to, when I'm, when I'm traveling or I can't make it one Sunday, I think we've missed like two Sundays since we've been doing that last year. Um, you know, they, you, you could tell they missed, they missed it, you know, and they missed you. It's just, it's just so satisfying, such a blessing. Yeah. Um, and then I, I, you know, mo more recently, I guess, um, well, not more recently, but, um, it's been about a year and a half now that I've had the opportunity to teach, um, and journey together classes on, on the Wednesday night. So I've done, I think six or seven or eight, maybe I'm not sure anymore. I've lost count. Lost count. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, it's, that's, that's also a great privilege. So I get to do that as well. Absolutely. I'm so busy. Yeah. And, uh, I will go ahead and throw this in there. One of the reasons that uh, I wanted to have you here on the podcast is because right now, as we record this. We are in the we are in between you being presented to the church and the church voting uh, being presented by the elders and then the church voting in July at that member meeting on you being an elder here at McGregor. So obviously that's a another potential pretty major change in roles there. Obviously you would no longer be a deacon at that point, um, but uh, we'll we'll come back and talk a little bit about that probably at the end. Uh, but it's because uh, I, I want to get back to kind of uh, the the some of the beginning parts of your story because I think that'll help maybe even set some of the context for for why you feel such a passion to teach and to shepherd and to lead others and minister to others. Um, but before we even go back to that, let's go. Yeah, it is. Let's go all the way back and share with us uh, how you came to know Christ. Well, I was. Uh... I was going to go back to when I was born. I'm kidding, <laughs> but I was I was born into a Christian family, right? I was born into to a, a Christian home, um, and it was a you know I was born into a, a Pentecostal home, and um, for you know I grew up with the understanding, with the assumption actually would be the better term. I grew up with the assumption that I was you know saved, right? Mm -hmm. Because I went to church, right? There was you know we went to church for real. It was you know eight eight, eight times a week. You know we went. Uh, it was Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday a.m., Sunday p.m. We were in church all the time. So there was in my mind, in my year, old, in my year old mind, you know it's can't get any better than this. Oh, 
And then, uh, you know, one day I was at a, a tent revival, um, and as the, 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 the evangelist was, was preaching, I remember, uh, as clear as day, I remember it was, it was a Friday night, it was a Friday night, it was hot, it was in the summer, and there were these flimsy plastic chairs. Um, and I was listening to the preacher preach, and he, he was talking about, you know, your, 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 your mama, he said it this way, he said, you know, you know, Shambok, so he has, he had his, you know, Texas country, you know, lingo that he would use and he says your mama's not going to get you to heaven and your papa's not going to get you to heaven and he started going through that and I, I as he was speaking certain things clicked um and you know in my eight-year-old mind I understood wait a minute I have never repented for my sin I've never I've never come and and, and said Jesus you know I'm a sinner I I, I in, in my little eight-year-old mind I was always I was I was saved and that day I recognized I needed to, I, that salvation was, was, was a thing between me and God. And, um, you know, I recognized I was a sinner and, and, and in, in the context, which I could, um, and I, I, I repented, I, you know, I, I asked him, you know, I placed my faith in Christ that day. Uh, um, and, uh, I didn't go anywhere. I didn't go up, you know, like, you know, they do the, the, the call and everybody, I didn't go, it was right there in my chair, but I knew, um, you know, and since then it's been, it's been, uh, it's been, you know, a, a, a walk in Christ, uh, you know, unfortunately not always a straight arrow, right? Just, you know, but as all of us, you know, we've, we've, we've made it, God has, has pulled us through and it's been a blessing to get here. Yeah. You now 40 years later almost and, and, mm. and God has been gracious for sure. Gracious and faithful. Your journey has been quite a, a twisting, turning, uh, journey. I said at the beginning, you know, from frustration to to freedom and pretty early on you got involved in in ministry at a very very young age involved in ministry share you know briefly a little bit about that and 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 some of those beginning points of frustration as you got a little bit older well in the in the you know in the type of church we were in there there wasn't as much structure and so um you know the the so you, you you're thrown into the fire of ministry sooner, um, sometimes sooner than you're ready for it, right? Um, but nonetheless, sooner. And so, um, you know, the 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 I was, I mean, at the age of at that age, I was already, you know, I was what was known as a child preacher. I would go to different you know, churches of, of our wow. denomination, and you know, and uh, there's a couple old videos I have, and you sit back and listen. I was like, what nonsense was I saying, you know? But uh, so like, how old are you when you're? Like ten? Well, younger than that. That's for a lot. Even probably right up in eight. You know that 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 age. And so, wow. And they they you know the good thing of I wouldn't do that now. Obviously, that's not something I would recommend. But the good thing about that was it it from a very early age it sets you on a path of, of Bible reading, of Bible study, even if you know in in a limited capacity that you had. Um, and so I grew right. I grew I grew um with this desire to share the word. I used to practice in front of a, I used to practice, you know, in front of a, in front of the mirror, right? I'd be in my, be in my suit <laughs> and I'd be preaching at the mirror and, you know, wagging my finger and all that, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, it was, it was, it was, it was, you know, part fun and part of the 10, obviously you don't know what you're doing. You don't, you know, you don't understand the weight right. of that at that point. But, um, as you grow, um, you know, you grow into levels of ministry. And so, um, I, my first missions trip was, I think I was 14. Um, we went to Mexico. Um, and then, you know, uh, between, I guess over the next 10 years or so, I think I, I went to another 11, 12, you know, missions trips and we were very active in that. So there was very active, you know, evangelization, 
a lot of active preaching, a lot of, there was work. Um, and uh, it more rustic missions too. It was, you know, you, you found up, we slept on the floor a lot, you know, we slept, um, you know, out in the open a lot, you know, um, there was just a, but it was, there were experiences that, that shaped and strengthened my faith. I, I, I saw things from a very different perspective. You know, a lot of the mission trips now are, you know, there's, you, you're sleeping comfortably, you're sleeping securely. Um, you're not worrying about, you know, mosquitoes and other things, <laughs> uh, in your, in your sleeping bag. But, uh, um, you, you learn to appreciate, um, what other folks go through because you actually, you don't, you don't just live at eight hours with them or 10 hours or 14 hours. You live at the 24 hours you're there and you see it and you experience it and you experience all the, all the difficulties. So that helped, um, you know, it became the, uh, again, a single, um, young, we started at, with, I led the youth ministry at 16. Um, and then I led the youth ministry for the denomination. Um, I taught Bible school, uh, and two, but as I'm, as I'm doing those things, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm teaching what, what I knew, what I, you know, what, what I, what I thought to be the true gospel, what I thought to be, um, you know, appropriate theology. Right. And then as you start reading and studying, um, and again, we, we were limited to who we could use as references. And, you know, it was kind of like a, a, a circular, um, you know, you could only, you, you, you went to Bible Institute and then, um, your Bible Institute teachers were the same people that just graduated last year. Right. And so it was this, this kind of this circle. And so you didn't get beyond that. It was, you, you, we learned what we learned. We learned what was, you know, from the, from the manual, from the denomination. And that was, you know, and, uh, you know, the Bible went along with it, but as, as you start preaching and teaching and as you start to read scripture, right, God speaks through his word and starts to notice some things. Mm started to struggle with some things. Oh. And I remember, um, you know, then I had gone, I'd, I, you know, started preaching, um, in, in our different churches and in, in, in our denomination and, and in others and in other, other larger Pentecostal denominations. And so I started, you know, I, I became, uh, part of the, what, 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 what they used to call the circuit, right. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the preaching circuit. And so that's, that's what I did. Um, and again, it, as I, as I did that, I started to look back and I started to look at we were, what, what I was preaching and, and, and I started there, I started to struggle. And I think I started struggling with all that around the age of, I think college age. Yeah. Um, my first year at Fordham University. Um, I remember, um, you know, having some conversations with some folks. I remember getting introduced to a couple writers. Um, I got introduced to a, um, I got introduced, <clears throat> excuse me, to John Piper, um, and he, he at that point he hadn't written too many books. He, he wasn't he wasn't as he wasn't as avid a writer, um, but he did have a couple out, you know, that 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 were accessible, um, and so it, that led me to other other folks, right? That led me to other books. That led me to um, to start to see things differently, uh, see things that actually made sense, and so when I, when I took a step back, I said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm now in this position of authority. I was the youngest board member for our, you know, for our board and our denomination. Um, you're preaching all the time, preaching all the time, but now I'm, I'm I realize, wait a minute, this is, this is not the full gospel. This is legalistic. This, I'm, 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 we're preaching a message where preaching a message where, where, where you have to, every time you mess up, you, you, you practically lose your salvation. Right? Mm -hmm. They don't say it that way, but some of it's tough, but that's how it is. Right. You know? And so, you know, instead of worshiping the God of the Bible, 
you know, you're sort of worshiping this f weird form of Zeus that's, you know, sitting on a cloud waiting for you to mess up and strike you down or curse you with some kind of, um, you know, thing or a disease or accident and everything bad that happens. It's, you know, it's, it's not, it's not considered, you know, God's, you know, sovereign providence, but it's considered, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's judgment for, you know, for what you did, you know, um, and none of that's changed. That's just now you're starting to become aware that that's, that's always been a part of the denomination that you've been in. Yes. But now all of a sudden your eyes are being open to, wait a minute, this might not be what God's word teaches. Right. And, and it, 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 and it isn't right. It, and I, and I started, you know, I started, and then I said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I, ha I'm, I'm, I need to challenge this. And so I, I took on a two year project. And so I took our, our, our bylaws and our constitution. For the whole denomination, right? The whole denomination. Because I had translated, so I knew I, I translated from Spanish to English, um, and so we sat. I sat there for two years, and I went through every single. I went through all the things. Wow! To go through biblically, you know, um, and you know, just learning to use appropriate context again in a limited form. And I just, I said, wait a second, something's not right. Something's something just doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't jive. Um, where 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 we don't you know we're reinforcing this losing of salvation, this constant need to re, to be re-justified, to be re-saved. Um, not only that, but we're, we're adding some stuff to what it means to be saved. Even though you wouldn't, you know, where if, if you dress like this, you're not saved. If your skirt isn't, you know, at this length, it, you know, your sleeve for the, for the, for the women, if your sleeve isn't down to, and over the years it, it changed, right? As uh, you know, in the eighties, it was your, your wrist in the nineties, it was your elbow. Right. And you know, and then it got to like half, oops, sorry, halfway up the halfway up the arm, and I know you know that was it. Um, but then you know it didn't honor God. Uh, you know, movies, uh, going to baseball games, all, all, things like that. And and I said, man, we're 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 blessing this, and this is not this isn't what the Bible teaches. Um, and so uh, I got my first commission to be a pastor in, in a church in Queens. I was twenty four. And I went because one of the pastors, uh, she got, she got ill, uh, those other thing. Um, and she got ill and then, so she, you know, um, so she couldn't do that anymore. And, uh, then I, then I got into that role. And then, um, that was another thing, you know, I, I, as I was there, we were, you know, we were trying to work on reorganizing leadership. I looked in scripture and I was like, wait a second, we're, we're, we're dishonoring God by dis dishonoring the, the, you know, how, how he's, how he has set up, uh, how authority in the home and in the church should be. And so that was, that was another issue. And so I, I mean, I really started struggling. Um, and so, uh, we, we, you know, about a year, about a year and they brought somebody, you know, to, 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 to be the pastor of the church and I moved on Then I went to San Diego, uh, I went to San Diego. That was, um, you know, then I went to San Diego for a couple of years and then planted some churches and I came back. Now my time in California was very transformative. Um, because now I was separate from the leadership over here. I was the leader over there. And, um, that's where I had kind of my face to face with the Holy spirit in his word. And so when I came back, I came back different. I, 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 uh, and they knew it. They knew something was, they knew something was strong. Right. According to them, <laughs> he came back, he came back broken from, from, from California. Should have never sent um, to California. Um, yeah, that was. And so, but I, you know, when I came back, I, I, you know, uh, um, I started, I, I would not touch on certain subjects. 
And I, I began, you know, I began focusing, it was almost like a mini reformation. I began focusing on justification by faith alone. Right? I be, that was a big thing for me. Um, you know, redirecting toward, you know, um, the, you know, the scripture, right? That we, we're not, 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 not the church's statement of faith. But what scripture? The scripture, yeah. right? Not our constitution, scripture. Um, and so you really had a choice to make. I hate to interrupt you, but it, you had a choice in coming back. If, the, if if God had done that, has had done that work in your heart, like he had, either you came back and left the church or you did begin to try to do some reform. And you chose initially to see what you could do as far as bringing them in line with the word of God. Right? Is that? Yeah, because there's this underlying right for all my life is you, you feel guilty. You know, it's it's cultish almost, mm-hmm. right? And so not to not to not. I mean, I I I learned a lot of beautiful things, spiritual disciplines, prayer, all that good stuff, right? So I wouldn't be where I am today without that experience, right? But there was some stuff, right? So you know, they, they used to hold that over you if you leave, or you know, so um, so that was in the in the back of your mind. Not really, you know. I knew better, but still, you you know, and I knew that if I left, I'd be cut off from you know that that I wouldn't have the fellowship with some of these folks. And so that was a big draw for me. I was still young. I was still single. Um, but I, so I, I would preach and teach. And so they recognized that there was a difference when I came back, but they still, um, and so what they did was they commissioned me to this church, this church in Brooklyn to go back because it was at the end. It was, it was like a couple hours away. No one ever visited that area, you know? And so they sent me to, it was in one of the worst neighborhoods in Brooklyn, East New York. And so that's where they sent me. And so, so I got there in my first year, again, I, I struggled even more, but then after about a, a year in, I said, I, I can't, I can't do this anymore. We're, we're going to deal with this biblically. And so we did. And I, I, I it was, it was a challenge for about three more years. Um, yeah, we would go back and forth and then finally, you know, it got to a point where, um, I don't think God was being honored anymore, um, because these discussions and these, these divisions, um, and, and not from my end, but these divisions became um, a source of sin um, for some of the leaders on the other side. And so there was some, you know, name calling, there were some things that came out that weren't very pretty, weren't very Christ-like. So, you know, on, in, in our convention on that fourth year, I wrote a letter and I met with them and I said, we, you know, God is not honored in this. And so, you know, we're gonna part ways, we're gonna part ways. Yeah. Um, and then that was, you know, then I spent 10 years on my own in, in, in Brooklyn, uh, leading this small congregation, urban ministry, you know, um, and, uh, so essentially that was the, the church they had sent you to, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they didn't want, but when I, once I started teaching, they, they were like, we can't, we can't, go they back. can't go back. So they broke away as well. The church. Yeah. yeah so cause, yeah. cause I actually quit. I had, I had, I gave my resignation. I left. I didn't, right. you know, I, I quit both from the church and from the, from the denomination. Yeah. And the church called me that Monday. They said, well, you know, after you met with them, we did too. And we left. And so we've, we're a church without a past. <laughs> and, and again, it's, it wasn't, it's not, it's not your typical, right? It's not, it's, it's very disorganized and all that. But now there was, there was a congregation there yeah. with, no, with no leader yeah. and with no one to serve them in that capacity. And so you served in that capacity then for 10 more years? 10 more years. So wow. 15 years. Wow. Yeah. Until I burned out. Then <laughs> So when we, at the very beginning, when I talked about the frustration in ministry, um, there was a frustration with the ministry. Right. <laughs> Initially, just when you begin to realize, wait a minute, what they are espousing, what they are indoctrinating people with and teaching doesn't line up with scripture. So there was that initial frustration that went on right. for several years. But then ultimately just 
just the, the workload of ministry itself began to the way way heavy i guess as you say burnout let's talk a little bit about that for a minute so we so we didn't we went out there and the goal was you know, i had again lack of lack of formal you know i don't think formal like a seminary education biblical education is is a is a you know deal breaker when when we talk about um you know ministry but it helps um you know it, it's it's certainly it's certainly something that 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 if you don't have that you should have some kind of mentorship and training from folks that do have that right to you know that you're plugged in because there, there are things there are things you just don't learn and so i i went in very naive in certain respects so our our focus was we're going to serve and everything that comes in goes out so we we, we had this like storefront and the the owner of the building he gave us a storefront free so just pay the pay the electric bill hmm. and you can use this in the basement and the you can use it for free and so that's what we did and so it was, it was ministry in our church there looked different than it does here um you know it was it was you know we were we were, we were community based and we were in the community right. everything that came in dollar cents everything that came in resources went out and what we didn't provide them we we, we built a network of churches around us that were able to provide you know some of the some of the resources that we couldn't because we were a small group um but by having that philosophy um you know i was working i i was working at the time as a as a patient access manager at a hospital emergency room so i was putting in 45 50 hours i wasn't taking a salary from the church right mm. it was a, a, on, on occasion that because you know a gas card or whatever to, to 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 get us across the bridge um you know tolls but um and so i was i was so there was a financial burden there was a time burden um and so and that was all great while i was single you know and in my 20s and then at 34 i got married everything changed it's not my wife's fault but everything changed yeah, because absolutely. you know now you're not now i wasn't married to the church anymore i was there was a there was a you know flesh and blood woman who i was married to i had to go attend to and now i had these this time commitment and um you know i i didn't i understood how to develop youth leaders but i didn't understand how to develop church leaders in mm -hmm. in that capacity um and the ones that we did develop they're out like there are now from that church there's six pastors Oh wow! And not uh, you know, so there was so so God was gracious in in that regard, and 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 there were things that He did open up for us. But um, while those guys left, right, and, and they all went to seminary and they all did their thing, um, the re the 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 rest of the group that was there, we, we didn't you know we 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 didn't um, we didn't we didn't get them ready, and so a lot of the burden was on us. And uh, after about after my 12th year there i met with the church leadership and i said we're, we're making a two-year exit plan uh because you know we're, we evaluate this every quarter and see where we're going i said but at 18 months we're going to make a decision you know and uh and so we we try to put things in place it didn't really work um and so i i but at that point i was burned out yeah. we got to now year 13 i was completely burned out and uh i got a job offer you know out here at Lee, because I was doing now IT work. I had transitioned into IT, and, and so Lee Health, they offered me a job, and I we, I jumped on it. Yeah. And now you're down here in sunny Southwest Florida? Southwest Florida. By the way, oh, every, everyone that was in the church is now plugged in somewhere. Mm. There's not one person that was in our active membership in that group that's yeah. not plugged in somewhere today. So it was, it was God, it was providential. Um, it was, it, it was a blessing from God, and he, I needed to go. Yeah. 
And I know you stay in touch with uh, the folks back there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and know what's going on. And it's got to be neat to see how God's still using that particular body of Christ where where they are. Let's talk a little bit about uh, coming back to your your ministry here, and especially as it relates now to, and we'll talk specifically just for a minute about the the uh, upcoming uh, vote on on being an elder here. But I've had a chance. I know you you have jokingly said, you know, when you got here to McGregor, you know, you were burnt out and you just kind of wanted to slip in and and uh, and kind of hide and go uh, unnoticed. Uh, but that didn't last long, as you described. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, that was the goal. I said, you know, I'm going to come in and, and this church, you know, is 3,000 plus people strong. I want to go sit up in the balcony and they're going to leave me alone. And I want this, you know, a big, scary Puerto Rican guy. They're going to just leave me back there. That's great. Um, but in, in that time, um, in that time, so it, it took a few months to heal. Um, you know, but I knew immediately we, we, we got here and we knew we wanted, this was where we needed to be plugged in because I, I came looking for, you know, a healthy church for, you know, for my family, for myself, cause I, I wasn't growing. Um, so I hadn't grown in years. And so, you know, and, and I guess looking back, I had, but not in the areas where I, where I, where I thought I needed to, you know, where, where, right. where there was a pattern or obvious. And so I knew I, I wasn't growing. So I got here, I said, this is a place. I said, we get sound, you know, sound Bible. Um, this church is big enough that they're not going to bug me or right? I'm not going to, you know, th- this is great. This is perfect. Um, and as, as I sat there, um, we started, Lord became, you know, through the word and through, you know, the things I saw, Lord started ministering to me. And I started, I started seeing some things and, and I started looking at just certain, you know, they just, just start looking at the relationships or, you know, from a pastoral perspective, right? Ex-pastor, I was very focused on the relationships of the elders. We're very focused. I, I, I paid a lot of attention to that. I paid a lot of attention to their particular theology. I paid, you know who they would refer to, who they would quote. And, and I just paid a lot of attention to that. I paid a lot of attention to the way they dealt with issues. Um, we had, I think, um, there was a church discipline issue that that came up very quickly. We were, I think we were in our first year. Um, and so I paid, I paid real close attention to that. And it's like, this is, and I started saying things. I said, wait a minute, I know this, but I didn't know it. it like, it was like, it was like it, it was unlocked, right? This understanding. I knew it. I had the knowledge of this, but the understanding of how to apply it or how to how that should look like, you know, that started unlocking here. Mm. And um as as I began to understand some things, I under I started also understanding that I could not stay idle mm. and I could not just sit on my hands here. And so I think I tapped you on the shoulder, I think uh, either June or July of that year, and because I had heard that there was some need in teaching. And so I said, Hey, is there, you know, opportunity to teach a class or two? Not my intention was not to, you know, yeah, full time yeah, every Sunday. Yeah. Every Sunday. I just wanted to throw it out there, maybe teach a class, you know, and kind of check the box, you know, guys, see, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. Yeah. Um, again, that didn't happen the yeah. way I planned it or the way I looked at it, but, um, you know, but now we're here. Yeah. And I, I think, and you had shared with me before the, just the amount of, of growth and the five years that you have been here. And yeah. I think that that speaks to where your heart is, that you you are a learner, you are a disciple, or I'm a disciple, and you want to be discipled, uh, and you want to grow, and you want to continue to, to mature. And at the same time, you wanted to utilize your God-given gifts. And Absolutely. that's that's been kind of neat for me to watch you. You say you've been watching you know us closely, 
you know, for me to watch you and to see how God has used you early on in that ministry in that life group that uh, that that uh, that Al had that you began to take on more and more of a leadership role until ultimately, as he began to slip out, you began to become the or you became the the full time teacher in there. Uh, watched how you've led that that group and uh, and also looking for opportunities to pour into other men's lives to see them come along and. And, and model and mentor them to as, as teachers as well uh, and serving in the deacon role and uh, you know saying hey God's God's called me to serve and I want to be involved in serving and probably the thing that that spoke to me the loudest was the thing that was the thing that most people would never know that when a, a need came into our church and it as most needs do it usually gets funneled to the deacons hey there's a need for a, a chaplain at a particular uh, home assisted living home uh, uh, for coming uh, once a week to to do a to do a service, and you said, "Yeah, I'll do that." I mean, that's you know precious weekend time that you said, hey, "I'll do that." And not only did you say, "I'll do that," you're still doing that uh, a, a year later. Is it? It's been about a year now. But we started in October, so not quite. Oh, not quite. Okay. It, the, the email came in. It's been a year since the the request came in. Okay. But it took it took a while to funnel down. Yeah. Once it did, and yeah, yeah. So just 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 to see your heart and your desire to want to. To serve, uh, to teach, and and in, in this situation here, to really shepherd a group of people that that are without a church home, that that now is becoming their their church on uh, on the weekend. And so, I think it's really neat that that not only our elders, but soon our our church will have the opportunity to to speak into whether elder is the next step, uh, or I shouldn't even say the next step, the calling that God has placed on your life. And I, I've asked you this question, you know, what are you, what are you most excited about, about being an elder? And I think you said, well, no, nothing really. It's just, this is what God, if this is what God's called me to do. This is what I want to do. Is that essentially what you, yeah, how you feel? Wanted it. Okay. The thing I am most excited, extremely excited about, I mean, it, it's, it's all exciting. Yeah. Just the, the, the privilege, right? That's mm-hmm. just amazing. It's just, especially you know, I, you know, I look around the room and I'm the, I'm the less qualified, right? I'm the least educated. I'm the, so, you, you know, the, so you look at that and it's, I shouldn't be in this room with, with these men or what we, what we met when we had our interview. Um, but so, so the, the biggest thing is, you know, I've been praying for over 20 years, Pastor Mark, I've been praying for over 20 years for God to place me, bring me someplace where I could be mentored, where I could learn Mm. to be um, just just mentored by godly men, to be a better man, a better husband, a better father, um, to improve my finances, my lifestyle as a Christian. Um, and when I sat in that room, I, I thought about it and I left that night and I said, if this is as far as it goes, God has put me in a place where these men even if even if even if this doesn't occur, even if the church you know the church decides to vote as a, no heck no we don't want them you know but um, if God has allowed me at that point where where you pour into my life regularly now Pastor David right Pastor Russell these you know some of the others they they pour into my life now Al right these are men who pour into me who I now look at and I now learn from. That is an answer to a twenty-plus-year prayer. Mm, wow! And if this comes to be, then that's 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 what I'm most excited about. Yeah. Because um, you know, I, I, I you know, this is going to sound wrong, but it's not. I, in in that capacity, in that world, 
I was I was typically the the right the smartest guy in the room, right? Just the guy who you know I was a little more advanced because they were they were looking at what they were doing. I was saying, wait a second, that's not that's not what the Bible says. Um, but someone else told me if you if you're the smartest guy in the room, you're in the wrong room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was in the wrong room for a long time. Yeah. I'm not that anymore. Yeah. So um, you know I get to you know God now gives me you know the privilege and the opportunity to be able to share my gifts and share my calling and share the love I have of the word of God, of God himself, the word and people, but at the same time, not, you know, but at the same time, just come in and just be poured into and learn from, from some awesome men of God who, uh, who have who've been there and done that yeah. and, uh, you know, can help me in, in, in what, what is to come. That goes back to what I said earlier about just the, the teachable spirit and the, the desire to grow and want to learn. Well, I hope our listeners feel like they know Omar a little bit better after we've spent some time talking and hearing a little bit more about your testimony and your journey and they we, that was just the cliff note version I know uh, <laughs> if they want to hear even more uh, detail they can take you to lunch or uh, buy you a cup of coffee and I'm sure you'd love to spend some time getting to know somebody else in the body of Christ here at McGregor and giving them a little more information but I think this wraps up another episode of here at home thank you so much Omar for joining us and uh, being a part of the conversation on the here at home podcast and thank you listeners for being a part of our here at home podcast community we so appreciate you and your uh listening and being a part of this community and our opportunity to kind of let you know what's going on uh, in the lives of those people here at your church so uh, get the word out if uh, you share this with other people we would appreciate it make sure you subscribe uh, hit the notification bell as well. And if you want to leave us a review, boy, we'd, we'd double appreciate that, wouldn't we? I bet you're, you subscribe, don't you, Omar? I think so. <laughs> you better as many times as you've been on these podcasts. All right, well, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back in a couple of weeks right back here at home.